From high atop Five Bush Media World Headquarters in Rochester, New York, it's the Top of the Tower podcast. I'm Scott Fibush. We are brought to you this week by Shively Labs. Shively Labs is a division of Howell Laboratories. Shively is a proud employee-owned company with over 50 years of expert antenna and filter design and manufacturing. And by Yellowtech for broadcasters, podcasters, and content creators. Yellowtech offers solutions for clean, efficient studios with the Mika mic arms and monitor supports. Clear audio from Yellowtech's IXM recording microphone and USB sound cards, along with its compact mixer, the Intellimix. To learn more, go to yellowtech.com. So in this week's installment, we wrap up our West Coast swing. You heard, of course, in the last two episodes of the podcast, our interview with Saul Levine, the uh, legendary 90-something-year-old broadcast owner in Los Angeles. Got a lot of great feedback. It's always nice to uh, hear from you about what you like and what you don't like on the podcast. And uh, definitely there is some interest out there and more interviews with uh, some of America's broadcast veterans. So we will try to bring you more of those in the weeks and months to come. This week we turn to something a little bit newer. Uh, We had the opportunity as we made our way east along Route 66 to stop in at uh, the Navajo Nation's radio stations, KTNN, AM and FM, and their sister FM station, KWRK, in Window Rock, Arizona. Uh, we had been to KTNN before. Uh, we profiled them on Tower Side of the Week a few years back when they were still in their original studios, which were sort of makeshift radio studios that got the job done and not a lot more. But they have invested in the last couple of years in some really spectacular new broadcast facilities. We'll have pictures for you coming up on Tower Side of the Week. But we had a chance to get a great tour uh, with General Manager Troy Little and then to sit down with him and uh, have a conversation about how his radio stations operate and the really unique role that they serve and the really unique community that they serve as well. We are sitting outside the Navajo Nation Shopping Center in Window Rock, Arizona, talking with Troy Little, who is the general manager of KTNN and Capital Country, the radio stations that are owned by the nation. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Scott. Yes, um, our station, our company, Native Broadcast Enterprise, we're an enterprise of the Navajo Nation, and we have four stations, KTNN, AM, and FM. And we have Capital Country, which is KWRK and KCAZ. So welcome to Navajo. appreciate you guys coming out and spending the day with us and... Thank you for uh, for hosting us out here. Uh, I learned something new as we were getting a tour of your new studios, which we'll talk about in a minute because they're phenomenal. Uh, I always knew that KTNN stood for the Navajo Nation, but it turns out that it, the, the letters have a meaning in Navajo also. Yes, they do. The K is uh, which is fire. T is toi, which it's translated into water. And N is nilche, which is wind. And the other end is Nihansa, which is the Mother Earth. That's fantastic. Which actually, if you go way back to the original NBC station in New York, which was WEAF, back in the 20s, was they said it stood for Water, Earth, Air, and Fire. So yeah. it's continuing that tradition yeah. in, a, in a way. So the last time that I was out here in 2011, uh, I visited what were then just two radio stations, uh, not too far from here, actually. Uh, in what was then just sort of a, a ramshackle studio complex that had built up since the first station came on in the 80s. The station you have here now that uh, that moved in two years ago, this is a beautiful, I mean, this would be a, a facility a major market station could be proud of. You have SAS digital equipment in there, Omnirax furniture, 
Uh, you're, you're running NextGen for automation. You've got the, uh, the Yellowtech mic arms. Uh, how, did this, how did this project all come together? Um, it w it's been going on for, it was going on for a while. I remember when I first started back in 2005 with the radio station, uh, when we were at the old facility, we still had two studios and there was a couple of things going on in R and D. Uh, they had, um, applied for a translator license and then they also were looking at the, um, building. <clears throat> we had some, uh, the general manager at that time, J Chester Francis, uh, got some money from the nation. They initially gave him some money for some uh, site development and some planning, the design phase and all of that, the beginning stuff. And it, interesting enough, you know, when it came to the final end product, uh, we didn't use any of the plans that were done. There was two plans done prior to this one, and when we saw this one, we went with this one, and it completely changed. They did a backward-end approach on a lot of the stuff. So and when we were looking at this one, we started working with V3 Architects out of um, St. Louis, Missouri, Kirk Kearns. Uh, he knew what our end result was and what we wanted to do, and he fit the image right with us. And Lamb Architects out of Gallup, they all, we all came together. We all had the same thought, and that's what we have today. It is, it is a beautiful plan. I'll have pictures of it up on, uh, on my site of the week feature fairly soon, but it is... State-of-the-art and design, there's a lot of open glass in there, uh, a lot of space for a talk studio, uh, which is important because of all the community work that you do here. Yeah, so we have a lot of our um, organizations and departments in different areas of the Navajo Nation and some other ones, <clears throat> some other nonprofits here on Navajo and off Navajo that utilize the talk studio throughout the week. And, you know, we have some programs that we call a forum, so a lot of them... A lot of them discuss the, a lot of the things that they're going to be doing upcoming and what they're planning to do. and So it really hosts a good facility for a lot of our organizations and departments here on Navajo and abroad. You know, KTNN is really, I mean, it's, it's one of the most remarkable radio stations anywhere, uh, just in terms of the on-air sound, because it's partially in English and it's partially in Navajo. And uh, we were talking over, over lunch over some really good green chili cheeseburgers. Uh, you're doing high school basketball now in Navajo for, for communities around here? Yes. Um, back when we first started back in the late 80s, uh, early 90s, we had a uh, sportscaster, L.A. Williams. And she started the whole sports program, and now she's continuing her um, sports broadcasting bilingual Navajo and English. And we also did some National League or some... NBA games at some point in time, uh, the Phoenix Suns, and then we've also done. She's all her and the late Ernie Manuelito have also done the Super Bowl. I believe it was the one in Tempe. Oh wow! Um, and then she's also done Oakland Raider games. They've done some couple of Oakland Raider games. We flew out to Oakland, did some of those, and we even did a Arizona Diamondbacks. Really? A few years ago in Navajo too, and that one was done by. Um, Arnold, or Dan Arnold, who you met earlier, who's on in the mornings on KTNN. So, yeah, we're venturing off to some new ideas and new thoughts, and glad we we're able to utilize our facility and, you know, our own voice, exposing that. And it gets out. I mean, the 50,000-watt AM signal at night you can hear all over the West. Yeah, actually, just last week we got a reception report via email, and we had a listener from Finland. Mm-hmm. Actually, sent us a top of the hour, and he said, "Can you guys confirm?" We said, "Yes, that's us." And 
you know, we've had a lot of international um, reception reports, and at night is our strongest signal. We shoot 12 states west, so we have a lot of listeners up northern California, up the coast. So It's one of my go-tos if I'm driving around the west at night. I'll punch that up and listen for a while. <laughs> yeah, you and a lot of other people. Well, we're really glad, and, you know, <clears throat> talking about our nighttime signal, for about 20, about 30 years, um, from 1986 inception to 2015, <clears throat> our eastern Navajo, which would be anything east of Winter Rock, uh, the, our signal would go dark over there. So on Sundays when we have, and just at night when we have some shows and different programming running, you know, it was a little bit of a disservice to our eastern Navajo listeners, but since we got KTNN FM 101.5 on the air, uh, we're able to um, fill partial of that void that's that went dark but there's still some areas but we're only able to go so far that the commission allows us to but and that one that one came out through the translator window right um no this one is a full oh, fm a full power FM. yeah okay. full power fm 101.5 fm ktnn fm oh, excellent and then you've got the second full power fm now for capital country that helps you get further north too right yes we got kcaz which is located in rough rock arizona and yeah we just recently got our license in J- january of this year so we're growing. We've got four stations now. You were telling me in the northern part of the county <clears throat> here, you're doing, what, 60% of the audience? Now? Yeah, we're averaging about 60%, 60-65% within, over the last several years, and that's with KTNN and Capital Country. So, And is this fully supported as a commercial enterprise? Is there investment from the nation in it? How does, how does this work um, financially? We're fully commercial. And I know I met uh, one of your sales guys there who's been there from the very beginning in the 80s. Yes, since inception, 1986, Stan Benali. Yeah. That's incredible. You were telling me also now you're, you're looking, as you plan these studios out, to not just be doing radio, but to go multimedia and be able to do video out of here. Yeah, at some point, um, for the last probably 10 years I've been here, um, maybe a little bit more, uh, we had a board member who was sitting on our board who came from the uh, TV side of things. So she also had that vision to maybe one day, you know, utilize our studios to become a TV studio or if not just video podcast, you know, different forms of media that we're transitioning into into the as we grow into the new digital age and utilize that. And she always envisioned, you know, someone doing weather in Navajo mm-hmm. with the Navajo Nation there as your map and then pinpointing different areas of the Navajo Nation and Navajo and saying it's going to rain and snow or, you know, and, you know, those are things that we we thought of when we're building the facility and just moving forward and not just our immediate needs, but also what could possibly come out of it and how are we going to able to fulfill those um, needs. Um, so when we looked at the facility, when we we're building it and when we we're designing it, it was a lot of forefront and just looking ahead. Yeah. There are needs here that aren't really being met. I mean, you don't get local TV weather so much because the TV stations are coming out of Phoenix or Albuquerque, yeah. right? Yes, that's correct. So just like she, one of our board members did envision, you know, one day that could possibly do it. And, you know, it's it's doable, um, whether it goes on national TV or through the satellite or, you know, the antennas. As we move into this new digital age, we have um, Internet connection. We have different social media sites and you can push it out that way too and have it as an idea so so you're taking text requests right there in the studio yeah both of our stations uh, ktnn and capital country are able to do text they communicate a lot with text uh, with our listeners 
from around the world. So, and and death notices too. You said it was one of the, the top things that you run on KTNN. Yeah, our that's one of our highest most listened to. We see in our reports online our statistics in terms of when our highest listenership, and it's usually in the morning, right around eight to about nine, and then from about one to two, and that's the obituary announcement. Yeah. You were you were among the earliest here in terms of, of tribally owned stations. I know I was listening as I was driving a little bit yesterday uh, through Flagstaff. I was hearing the Hopi station a little bit. Do you hear from from other nations that are interested in doing this? Do you provide resources to help? Um, a couple of years ago, when the commission had when Jeff Blackwell was in charge of the um, Native American Tribal Program, um, I think they called ONAP program through the commission. There were some stations granted uh, FCC station licenses, and we had one out of, I believe it was the Havasupai tribe out there by the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. where they had that walk. Yeah. <clears throat> I think had, I heard that one. Someone in Peach Springs? The, the Peach Springs station, I heard that yes. one on, on this drive, too, yeah. Yeah, they, were, um, they came to our facility, and they, they um, got some ideas. They wanted to know how we operated and get some ideas in terms of the direction on how they could go because I guess at the time they were undecided whether they would go commercial or non-commercial mm-hmm. so we helped guide them in some direction and gave them some working planning documents as a guide that they could utilize to start their operations because I know at one point <clears throat> when they visited us they were actually streaming only mm-hmm. and then later on they initially got this, the license and then they got it built and then they got it on the air and it was all interesting just to see it grow just from uh, a streaming station to on air and you know i one day i plan to go out there and on my drive to vegas there you go stop by there i'd love to stop in and see them too plus they're right on route 66 what's not to like yeah and it's just i i don't know have you guys been to the uh to the walk that no Grand Canyon not walk? yet we didn't do that this time i heard it's pretty amazing but yeah. i'm afraid of heights and then looking just that glass like you get possibility i always see there's people like it won't happen i said there's a possibility you never know I mean, look at what happened over the weekend. We had two earthquakes, and could that be a possibility that they could crack? And <laughs> now you're making me nervous. <laughs> so you've been here 14 years now. Yeah. What's What's ahead for you? Yeah, I've been here for 14 years. Just celebrated my 14th anniversary here with Native Broadcast Enterprise back in June. Um, you know, I initially had started out with some goals when I became general manager here, and. Uh, now that I've accomplished those and, and it's just kind of like okay now what do I do what do I do what can we do and you know and it seems like from when I started asking that question there's several things that popped up as a possibility to do and you know and so now we're working on some of those things and you know like I said when the station was built when the new building was built we had a lot of um looking forward in terms of how we're going to fulfill some things so now working on some of those things and, you know, still striving forward and then taking things as they come and it's fun. It is. And it's like it's like old time <clears throat> radio here, the contact that you have with the community. We just sat down for, for lunch. They were playing your station in there. Yeah. And it's really good. And, you know, where we were eating and it's, I, you go into a lot of the uh, businesses here and they're playing one of our two stations. And that's really good. I really enjoy that. And, you know. You can go into the bank and they're blasting capital country on that side, and it's fun. That's fantastic. Troy, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Yes, thank you, Scott. Thank you for you and your family for coming out and 
giving us a visit and you know our doors are always open on Navajo and come by our station and thank you again and come back again. I will. It is always worth the tour for anybody who's out this way. Yeah, and you know, a few weeks ago we had uh, Chris Klein, the president of Arizona Broadcasters, and I took him on a t- road tour. He's like, "I'm all yours. I'm all. I'm all yours for the rest of the day." So we loaded up from here and we went up to Sale, and then we went down into Chinle and we went up to Canyon de Chay, and then I was like, "If you bring, if you bring your um, hiking shoes or some tennis shoes and hiking apparel, we'll go hike down. Then we'll come back up." Then we we didn't do that though. We just went there and then we came back and it was just amazing. Um, and he too had the same thought, you know. And we were going around, driving around. He we stopped at a couple of places and people were right off noticed and said, "Hey, we listen to your station. We love it." And you know, just that community approach. It was so amazing. It was great. That's the way radio ought to be. Keep it up. So that was our conversation with Troy Little. Thanks again to him for all the time that he took sitting down with us, showing us around the radio station. And, oh, yeah, by the way, even letting us go on the air for uh, a couple of moments on KWRK-FM. That is Little Big Town and a day drinking right here on a capital country. It is 135 on this Tuesday afternoon, and I got a special guest in the studio all the way from New York City, Mr. Scott Fibush. Did I say your last name right? You did. It's actually Rochester, New York. It's about 300 miles away from New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, So what brings you here to our neck of the woods? So on a little family trip, I've got my wife and my two kids are here in the studio with us as well. And uh, I told them we can do all the tourism we want. We were at the Grand Canyon yesterday, but I'm a radio guy. Uh-huh. And I knew they had a new studio here. And I said, I've got to come see this. A friend of mine was here, took some pictures in April. And I said, oh, i got to go visit them. Oh, you're talking about um, the other Scott? No, it was a guy named Tom Langmeyer. Oh, Tom Langmeyer. Yeah. Okay, okay. So what do you think of the building? This is beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. I saw your old building in 2011. Uh-huh. And you know, it got the job done. But there's no substitute for something that's designed this well. It is. And um, the staff here are very privileged to be working out of these state-of-the-art uh, studios. Like I mentioned uh, just off the uh, on, off air just moments ago that we were just sardined into yeah. that tiny little studios back at the old building. And then to come in here and just have all this extra elbow space and room to just do what we need to get the job done. And uh, we're lucky. We're, we're very fortunate to have a beautiful place to call home. So that was kind of fun. It's not every day that a uh, radio station tour turns into a little on-air guest spot, but always enjoyable to do. Again, our thanks to Troy and to the entire staff at KTNN and KWRK. We will be back soon with more Top of the Tower podcast. Again, we are brought to you by Yellow Tech. For broadcasters, podcasters, and content creators, Yellow Tech offers solutions for clean, efficient studios with the Mika mic arms and monitor supports, clear audio from Yellow Tech's IXM recording microphone and USB sound cards, along with its compact mixer, the Intellimix. To learn more, go to yellowtech.com and from Shively Labs. Shively Labs is a division of Howell Laboratories. Shively is a proud employee-owned company with over 50 years of expert antenna and filter design and manufacturing. That'll do it for this week. We'll be back again. Thanks for listening.